This is the Responsible Sports Podcast, presented by Liberty Mutual. Episode number 35, Clarissa Chun. Responsible Sports is a program dedicated to supporting coaches and parents who help our children succeed on and off the field. Each episode, our host, Jim Thompson, Executive Director of Positive Coaching Alliance, will be joined by some of the most influential players and coaches to share their thoughts and experiences with responsible coaching and responsible sports parenting. In this episode, Tina Sire, Chief Impact Officer of Positive Coaching Alliance, steps in for Jim and talks with 2012 London Olympic bronze medalist, Clarissa Chun. You have to beat the best to be the best. You know, like, we need that, you know, like, like, like anyone would, any program would want that to strive for having depth in their program. Um, and Patricia is, is tough. She is a world, world silver and bronze medalist. She's a world or Olympic bronze medalist. And she trains her, she trains really hard. She's very disciplined. She's, she's a student of the sport. To have beaten her, it, for me, was more than just believing in myself. I had to be better than her. You know, I had to train harder than her you know I had to like put in the hours like on and off the mat so I mean like yeah you know like and we have like girls in my weight class today I feel like that push me every day. Clarissa shares how her diversity in sports helped her make it to the Olympics and how she deals with losses and always honors the game. Clarissa I want to start off by introducing you to our audience. A native of Honolulu, Hawaii, Clarissa first experienced major athletic success in the sport of judo, winning five junior national championships before trying wrestling for the first time her junior year of high school. She captured the Hawaii State Girls Wrestling title in 1998 and went on to wrestle for Missouri Valley College. In 2002, she made the move to Colorado Springs to train full-time at the U.S. Olympic Training Center. She graduated from the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs with a degree in communications. Clarissa narrowly missed the 2004 Olympic team, placing second at the trials, and made the Olympic team in 2008. She placed fifth at the Beijing Olympics in the women's 48-kilogram freestyle category. For those of you more comfortable in pounds, that's 106 pounds. Shortly after the 2008 Olympics, Clarissa won gold at the FILA Wrestling World Championships in Tokyo, Japan, and went on to win four gold medals at the Pan Am Games between 2008 and 2012. At the London 2012 Olympics, Clarissa captured the bronze medal by defeating the 2004 gold medalist Irina Merleni of Ukraine 1-0-3-0. Clarissa, thanks for joining the Responsible Sports audience and me today. Thank you for having me. So, Clarissa, I think you grew up in Hawaii, and I've read that before you started wrestling, you competed in multiple other sports like swimming and judo and water polo. And I'm, I'm curious if those other sports taught you certain life lessons, um, you know, not specific sports that were um, sport-specific skills, but things that translated to other parts of your life. Definitely. Um, like, in all sports, everything was hard work and discipline and um I also did bowling. I don't know if anyone's mentioned that. I bowled in high school, and that was fun, you know. And through through it all, like, most of the sports that I've done has been individual, but I've been on teams, you know. Like, water polo was a team sport. Most of my water polo team were, like, on the swimming team. So 
I mean, I think the relationships that I ha- I've had throughout my years in my sports have like um, taught me a lot in life tremendously. Excellent, excellent. So I think it was about um, your junior year at Roosevelt High School that you first started getting involved in wrestling. And I'm curious how it was similar or different to the other sports that you had played. Um, let's see. Wrestling was really tough. Like when I went out, um, a lot of conditioning, a lot of running, a lot of hours, like in the room. And for for when I wrestled at Roosevelt High School, we were training in the auditorium. We didn't have a wrestling room, <laughs> and we still don't. <laughs> but um, it it differed a little bit, you know. Like growing up with a judo background, um, I just it, it's a contact sport, so. It transferred very well for me in wrestling, you know, it being a contact sport, a very physical sport. How did you actually get involved with wrestling? Um, well, I'm really a competitor, you know. Um, ever since I was little, um, I did gymnastics and swimming when I was like five, and then I was just competitive at, even at that age. I just loved it, you know. Um, and in Hawaii, swimming... And wrestling was the same season. You know, I love swimming. I've swam, like, most of my life, like, competitively, like, 10 years or so. And I made a decision to switch my junior year because, I mean, I don't know, 4-11, I couldn't expect myself to win state titles at 4-11 in swimming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, um, it was tough because that meant, you know, being on a different team, like a, a wrestling team and leaving my swimming team. Um, but um, the wrestling coach has been very open and, like, asked me to come out if I wanted to because he knew of my judo background, just left his doors open for me, you know. And it was the first year that girls wrestling was going to be piloted in Hawaii. And I was one of two girls on the team. And I wrestled boys during dual, dual tournaments and girls during individual, like, open tournaments. And I loved it. I had fun. It was tough, you know, and um, I just felt like my team was like family and just continued on my senior year. That's great. I, w- I want to go back to when you said that you're a competitor. Do you feel like that's just you were born that way or that there's something that happened during your upbringing? Or tell me a little bit about it when you call yourself a competitor, what that means and where you think that came from. Um, I think I was, I might have been born that way. I was the second child, you know, the baby of the family in the sense, you know, so I had an older brother to look up to, you know, and like just always striving to be good or Mm -hmm. great, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, it was just my, my family were like was very supportive in anything I did, you know, and they even challenged me, you know, as far as like, you know, pushing myself as far as like to where I want to go, you know, Um, just my upbringing, and I think it was born in me. Yeah. So um, that's a nice segue to my next question. In our responsible sports program, we talk about responsible sports parents doing really specific things to support their kids in sports. And I'm curious if there were some specific things that you feel like your parents did to really support you to become the champion you are today. Um, growing up, they were, they were at every practice. It's crazy to even think how much time they put in or you know into me and my brother you know like being at every practice taking us to practice picking up us up to practice I remember um Sundays was really crazy or Saturdays were sometimes really crazy because I'd go from 
a swimming practice to like a two-hour swimming practice to a three-hour gymnastics practice or like um, you know a judo practice and went on a Saturday to a wrestling practice right after or something in high school um, during a like school night and whatnot whatnot but like um, I don't know they've been to like almost every turn like they've been to every judo national tournament I've been to you know like like traveled from Hawaii to like Florida or Chicago or California. Um, I don't know, just really supportive and just really involved, you know, like um, just like, uh, how do I say, the club that I did judo for, like um, it's like family. We have like different, say we have winter camps as a team and we will do sleepovers and, you know, like they'll cook for all of our teammates and everybody, my whole judo club. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them ended up coming out to London to support me. That's wonderful. We're gonna get to, we're gonna get to London in a second. So I'm curious. You know, I think uh, you moved all the way to Missouri uh, to wrestle from Missouri Valley College, a long way from Hawaii. And I believe that their women's wrestling program was brand new. And I'm curious if you can just tell me a little bit about that move, and then also um, what it was like shaping the culture of that brand new women's wrestling program. Yeah. Um... I had a scholarship packet um, this summer after I graduated high school, and I wasn't exactly sure which direction I was going to go, you know, like if I was going to go to San Jose State for judo or just go to a a college for academics. And I get this packet in the mail, a scholarship program for Missouri Valley College, and I'm, like, looking at it like, where's Missouri? (laughs) Bust out, like, the map, and it's like, at Smack Center in the United States and you know I was a bit nervous you know about that you know venture to Missouri middle of nowhere and there's my brother who was like you know give it a shot scholarship program if you don't like it you can always come back or or go back to what you want to do you know um at least give it a shot you know I didn't even know there was anything called freestyle wrestling when I was in high school and when I when I got there it was like five other Hawaii girls, which was awesome, you know, like, and I knew them. Um, One, I grew up doing judo, like, competing against, and so that made it an easier transition. So it was, it was kind of like a nice, like, home away from home. The program itself was awesome, you know, it was like the first scholarship program. So we had tons of girls, like, like 25 to 30 girls that showed up, you know, and all of us coming from programs that have wrestled against boys. I think Hawaii and Texas we were the only states that had separate state tournaments from boys. So, you know, a lot of us, you know, have, like, big personalities, you know, like having to prove something mm-hmm. <laughs> coming mm-hmm. from a program of wrestling boys and stuff. Um, but it was fun. It was really great. Um, just, like, we've had a lot of team building and, like a lot of team practices I remember like running with this big log as a team you know like Mm -hmm. even though it's an individual sport there was a lot of like bonding moments like working the Chiefs games and the Royals games and like NASCAR games and whatnot yeah it was it was a really it's a really good program I didn't realize that you wrestled with so many other women from Hawaii, and I, I'm curious. I'm I've gotten the chance to play in a few tournaments in Hawaii, and this concept of aloha spirit, um, you know, it means so much more than just hello or goodbye. 
but actually sort of referring to a powerful way to resolve a problem or accomplish a goal or to achieve sort of any state of mind or body. And I'm, I'm curious if the Aloha spirit has actually played a role in your approach to sports over the years. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like, and, you know, I come up from a judo background, and my judo sensei was totally old school, you know, like, respect, you know, everyone and every place that you step, you know, you come to. So it's like bow on the mat, you know, like, respect the area you'll be, like, competing on or practicing on. Respect, you know, your opponent, you know, respect your, your senseis, your coaches and everyone, you know, like, and that's, I felt like I've carried that through my career, you know. Um, I don't know, I just, like, like uh, I think people were laughing, like, look at her running around shaking everyone's hand after the bronze medal match, for example. Just, like, I just wanted to be able to thank everyone, you know. And I remember, you know, being able, like, I like to, like, shake the referee's hands, like, on each end, you know, like, whenever I get off the mat and, and I said in one time, you know, like, I wish I could have shaked everyone's hands in this crowd because it's just <laughs> just who I am, you know. It's just, like, showing my, like, gratefulness and, like, how happy I am to be there and just show my love to everyone. And I guess in that sense it is, like, the Aloha spirit. It does feel like the Aloha spirit. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what you think your, your particular success has meant to the state of Hawaii? Oh, I mean, I hope, I hope it, um, you know drives a lot of people and motivates a lot of people um, to at least strive for, for what their their dreams and goals are and never get discouraged in the sense that um, um, like my story is like I persevered a lot in the sense that I didn't stop. There were moments where my family was like, okay, you know, like they're super supportive of me and my wrestling career, but they're, you know, like, like you said earlier, I didn't come number one in, on the spot until Olympic trials in 2008. Up until then, from, you know, like 2000 to 2008, I was always number two or three on the ladder. Even my family was, like, concerned in the sense, okay, how much longer do you think you're going to do this? I mean, we are here for you and support you, but, you know, like, kind of like, okay, what's next, you know? I was just like, you know, I want this dream you know to go to the olympics and got there and you know like got to beijing took fifth was not happy about it i i I was it was like a bittersweet you know because i won matches that you know i had to overcome like like i've beat i've lost to like certain opponents before in the past and then ended up beating them in olympics so that was a good feeling i didn't I did pretty well, but I didn't come home with a medal. So it was like I had this feeling like I I don't want to walk away from the next opportunity without anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've I've read that you really feel like you learned a lot at the Beijing Olympics, and I'm curious if you could share a few of those specific things that you feel like you took away from that experience that led to your future success. Um, Yeah, you um, you know, Olympics is like every four years so it's really tough to even say you know like people even tell me oh four more years wow you know even if I were to go four more years it's never a guarantee that I could be on the team but um yeah I've learned like you know such a high at the Olympics such like everyone's in like 
the best shape that they can possibly like get themselves to and you know like like after a loss it just seems like like your whole world everything that you've trained for every day that you train for this moment at the Olympics you know every hour every rep every anything that you put into it after a loss it comes crumbling down and it was so tough because we're in a mindset of gold 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 you know and that's just you know like like to to I even say the U.S. as a nation you know like to us like medals is what you know people love in Beijing when I lost in semifinals match it was it was tough it was so hard for me to let go um the fact that I'm wrestling for bronze and not gold um it was an emotionally roller coaster ride and um it was like a lot of feelings of sadness upsetness like fired up okay I'm gonna make the next girl pay kind of thing Mm -hmm. and this time around like going in for the bronze medal match it was I was relaxed I was focused I was Mm -hmm. calm I was confident I was um just ready I just felt like this was my opportunity you know like four years ago I walked away you know learning a lot you know and let's put what I learned to the test to today or like on that day that I competed yeah yeah I want to um to step back a little bit back to your senior year of um, college where you decided to make the move to Colorado Springs to train full-time for the Athens Olympics. And I'm just curious sort of what went into that decision to move and what it was like from being like a full-time college student to training full-time at the Olympics and being at the Olympic Training Center. And just talk us through a little bit about um, that move and that decision your senior year of college. Yeah, um, a lot of my teammates were like, one more year and you graduate. How are you going to move and leave now? For me, it was like the opportunity to be able to train at this new program at the Olympic Training Center. And, you know, like it was, the program started in 2002, Olympics was in 2004. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I couldn't waste another year in the sense that of the opportunity of getting the kind of training I need to help get me to the Olympic. Granted, Missouri Valley has been really great and I've learned a lot being at at their program, but I just felt, you know, like I can still continue college and train in Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center. Why not? Sometimes change is good, and it's like, I don't know, it, I guess for me, it wasn't even a second afterthought, you know, the mm-hmm. opportunity to train at the Olympic Training Center, you know, like, wow, you know, like that, that to me seemed like I was that much closer to fulfilling my dream. Yeah. And most of our responsible sports listeners have probably not had the opportunity to visit the Olympic Training Center and get a sense of what it's like there. Can you describe for us what it's like to live there and train there? Um, well, it's been a while since I lived there, but when I did move there, it's, I mean, it's great facility, you know, like, I mean, great food, cafeteria, like clean and, you know, like healthy foods. Um, you have sports medicine, like, on campus, so for any injuries or little, like, minor or major injuries, they ha- there's always, like, a athletic trainer or doctor on call, and just, like, the 
facilities, you know, like the equipment as far as 24 Fitness, like, donates their, you know, equipment to the weight room and just, like, the quality of um, coaches that are there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I can say. You know, we have great coaches out here. So I wanted to ask you in particular about uh, Coach Keith Wilson and the impact he had on you. And just if you could tell us a little bit about him and how his coaching style really worked for you. Um, yeah, well, he has a he comes from a Greco background. Mm-hmm. He's also wrestled like freestyle collegiate as well. Um, but he's tough. <laughs> he does not like let you get away with anything, you know, in the sense that um, every rep in practice, you know, it's going to be like a rep you would do in a, in a mat. He has really high expectations mm-hmm. and it has ingrained in my brain, like to like, like certain techniques to a T, you know, and it's tough sometimes, but it's really, it was really good to like, like polish things up and, you know, um, recognize the difference between like, getting a solid takedown or, like, not getting a solid takedown. It's a matter of, like, millimeters. But um, he he's tough. I'm all I'm going to say. He's a tough coach, but great, you know. Like, he's super great technically. He has helped me a lot throughout my career of wrestling. And, you know, like, kind of had made me, helped me in the making that jump from second to first. Yep, yep. I've, I've read um, some interviews with him where he talks about your sort of wrestling history with um, Patricia Miranda, and he had said that he really feels like she pushed you to excel to new levels and higher levels in wrestling. And I was curious if you could just tell us a little bit about your wrestling history with Patricia and um, how you feel like it's shaped you to the wrestler you are today. Right. Um, well, with Patricia, she's a tough competitor, you know. She, And that's what he means, you know, like, Without Patricia, you know, like, you know, you have to beat the best to be the best. You know, like, we need that, you know, like, like, like anyone would, any program would want that to strive for having depth in their program. Um, and Patricia is, is tough. She is a world, world silver and bronze medalist. She's a world or Olympic bronze medalist. And she trains her, she trains really hard. She's very disciplined. She's, she's a student of the sport. To have beaten her, it, for me, was more than just believing in myself. I had to be better than her, you know. I had to train harder than her, you know. I had to, like, put in the hours, like, on and off the mat. So, I mean, like, yeah, you know, like, and we have, like, girls in my weight class today, I feel like that pushed me every day. That's good. That's good. Um, one of the things we talk to responsible coaches about is really focusing their athletes on hard work and improvement and comparing themselves to themselves, so not always comparing themselves to someone else. And I, I'm curious if there are specific areas in your wrestling that you feel like you've worked on over the years. And, um, you know, if you were speaking to a bunch of young wrestlers, um, what advice you might give them about sort of having that mastery approach and taking the, the focus on improvement? Right. Um, like for me, like for example, say if I want, I see something, like watch a video, and I'm like, oh, that's a cool technique. I want to learn that. I want to do that. Or if someone shows me a technique that I like, and I'm not, you know, it's foreign to me, you know, and I try it. But you have a feeling of what feels good and what doesn't feel good. 
And I've even said it to some people, like, before, like, you're not always going to feel it, like, perfect on the first try. So it's like, you know, like, repetition, 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 you know? I know it might seem or sound boring, but, you know, that's, you gotta, that's what it is. You know, you put in the hours, you put in the reps, and you put in the time, and you just perfect it, you know? You, you feel it, you know? It's a feel. It's not, it's not just... Um, something you do you know um mm-hmm. for me it's like a whole body feel like if it feels good and and then and then you can play around with that particular technique in different situations and and then that's when it starts getting fun because you're you know advancing yourself that's great so i just have one more question for you um and it's again we, we in the responsible sports program we talk about coaches helping their athletes honor the game and when we talk about honoring the game, we specifically mean teaching athletes to respect the rules, their opponents, the officials, um, teammates, and themselves. And in some of your description of the London games, I really got a sense of what you personally did to honor the game. Um, but I'm curious if you can talk a little about when you take the mat and when you're competing, what are some specific things that you do to really honor the game? I guess for me, it's respecting you know, like I said, I, I shake the hands of the referees, my match, you know, respecting the calls that they decide to make and whatnot, um, shake hands with my opponent, respecting them for, you know, like accepting this match, you know, like let mm-hmm. me do this, you know. Um, and as far as like just wrestling hard and tough and respecting the sport in that way, you know, like not trying to get away with anything, you know, and as far as just being pure to the sport and just like like you know how do I say like wrestle my best to put on a pretty good show for everyone who's watching hopefully (laughs) I I love the image of you running around the mat and giving everybody high fives and wanting to high five everybody in the gym it's a it's a beautiful image (laughs) well I really want to thank you for taking the time to share with me and the responsible sports listeners today And I really think your insights um, will help a number of parents and coaches and student athletes out there listening. So um, thank you and congratulations again on uh, both your success in London and just a wonderful career. We really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you. Thanks, Clarissa. To learn more about responsible sports, including downloading valuable tools on a mastery approach to youth sports that includes creating a commitment to learning, visit responsiblesports.com. You'll find helpful responsible sport parenting and responsible coaching guides, downloadable tools and worksheets, and advice from leading youth sports experts. Music for this podcast has been generously provided by APM Music.